Hello and welcome to the Redundant Rufus Podcast. I'm your host, Rufus. In today's episode, I will be relating my tales as a former fast food employee. Which establishment, you may ask? Well, that can be for you to determine. Regardless, my experiences in the fast food industry can be applicable or relatable to anyone who has worked the fryers and grills and served a hangry customer with a smile and a hope you have a great day line. So without further ado, let's get this started. In my previous episode, I I went into my first job as a paper boy and the lessons learned. And in this podcast episode, I'm going to talk about my second job as a fast food employee. Yes, I can say I had joined the ranks of the millions of happy fast food workers across the globe. Now, I wasn't exactly breaking rocks, but it wasn't exactly a walk in the park either, especially for a teenager. Now, I had talked about in my previous episode about some lessons learned as a paperboy or delivering newspapers about customer service, accountability, responsibility, earning, things like that. And I carried those over into fast food. Now, I could only apply those things, but skill set, this was a completely different ball game because I would have to be directly facing customers my entire shift not you know in my paper route once a month for collections so when i got the job it was very easy to get hired because fast food chains are always hiring and there's typically a low bar um, you know for unskilled labor and i immediately started as a i believe i was 15 when i started there working the front register and I was in like the transition period of the old registers and the new. The old registers with the, you know, the the plastic cover with the different colors over the butt or the different buttons, and many had been overlapped with other commands. And then shortly thereafter, they brought in these touch screens, and we were all like, "Wow, these are awesome!" And they really were good. But I remember being this, you know, scrawny kid. You know, trying to smile and be courteous, having to hide my introvertedness and being an extrovert. This was really getting out of my shell. Like in my previous job, it was, you know, here and there I had to. But for this, I had I was fully exposed, fully vulnerable to, you know, the world, if you will. Now, I went in there being fully ignorant. I did not know what to expect. I had never talked that much to, to people I think I spoke more to people in one day than I had had in like a few months. So when you're a fast food employee, you always start, uh, especially if you're a young kid, you start in the front register. So you learn the buttons, you learn the menu, you learn the basic pleasantries. Hello, how are you doing? Can I help you with something? Have a nice day, all that, all those pleasantries. And it was a struggle. It really was. But at the time, you know, I, I had really, I had good coworkers, and they were always very helpful. My managers were helpful, but they were also constantly reminding me, saying, John, this is a business. Remember, this is a business. And I'm like, yes, I know it's a business. I'm fully aware it's a business, but I'm only human, okay? I'm allowed to make mistakes. And yes, sometimes it's going to cost your company maybe a couple of dollars, you know, if I overpay someone and change. But please don't lose your heads about this. So that was kind of like my attitude. 
but I didn't really show it because of being an introvert. You keep it all in, and you choose to be passive-aggressive. But anyway, so over time, you know, I got pretty proficient at things. I understood the register and the menu and what to say to people, and I was, you know, getting some seniority, if you will, because there was a high turnaround with uh, employees. Usually have ones that are there for a long time and ones that are there for a week or a month or less than six months. And I was able to become a crew trainer. And I thought that was pretty cool, you know, with any new employee because you could relate to them. You know, anytime you start a job, I, th I saw it was in a, a meme a while back, you know, you start in a new company is kind of like you're the new co-star in the eighth season of a popular TV show. And that's kind of what it feels like. And so you feel very vulnerable, nervous, apprehensive, you doubt yourself. But being able to train people on a register at this fast food establishment, it was fulfilling for me because I could relate. I was there. I, I didn't, you know, come across as pompous or saying, you know, I'm better than you or like, you know, watch me. It's just, you know, I was trying to be empathetic and understand they're nervous. This is new, just like it was new for me. So I'm going to do my best to help them feel comfortable and help them understand it's okay to make mistakes. That's how we're going to learn. Uh, so I was a crew trainer for quite some time. And when you're a fast food employee, you're exposed to a large swath of people. People who are very courteous, people who are impatient, those who never make eye contact with you. They're just looking down at the counter or they're looking at the menu. So you you know, you don't really feel like you're there because they're acting like you're not there. Um, and then there's, you know, the big groups that come in. There's the, you know, every Thursday, that's when people get paid. And so you know you're going to have to ask your manager for, you know, change because everyone's coming in with 20s. You know, it's after 8 o'clock or after 9 o'clock. Suddenly you get this 10 minutes where everyone in town seems to have forgotten to eat dinner earlier and you just learn some habits of customers you kind of can read their body language can know what to expect from them if they're going to be hospitable if they're going to be amenable or if they're just going to be very rude and <clears throat> i can go into some examples of that later but you get to understand customers a bit more and you understand you're handling their food People are coming in when they're hungry, when they're due to eat, whether it's a snack or it's a full-fledged meal. They're there to eat, and you better get it right, or you will be the one that they will vent to. And so we've heard that term before, being hangry. Every shift, I encountered at least one hangry person. I'm sure there's establishments that were much busier where employees would encounter multiple hangry individuals. I mean, I get hangry sometimes. We all do. And especially if you've had a crappy day, you have a deadline you're not meeting in your job, your kids are bothering you, you're having spousal issues, or you have poor health, or you're just stressed. Oftentimes we carry that in whatever job we have, or being a customer in an establishment. We seem to look at someone and as, as the, the scapegoat or the pincushion to just vent it all. And I and I acknowledge that over time, that sometimes that's who I was. 
After I was a crew trainer, they decided to move me up into the most exciting spot, drive through. I thought of those in drive through were like the the uh, MVPs, or they were the honor students. They were the ones who just knew like everything about anything, right? And I was given the headset, and I'm like, I finally attained this this title. I'm so smart. No, I didn't say that. I just said, oh, crap. Now I have to deal with people who are 50 feet away <laughs> and try to understand what they're saying through uh, an intercom system that was antiquated. I had to, I had to learn that, but I learned it was, it was a little easier because when you're in drive-through, it's much easier for you to hide, you know, a small sandwich you may have made on the side or a, you know, getting a beverage and hiding it. There's many places in a drive-thru where you can do that because it's tight and, you know, it's easier to just slip it away rather than the front counter. You know, it's exposed to the world. You have to, you know, find a place to hide it because you got the, the condiments and the salt and pepper and the the tray liners and just a whole bunch of stuff under the counter. You can't hide any of that stuff. So why am I saying this? Well, I'm saying it because just about any fast food employee could relate to that. I know that for a fact. If you have a drink or you're hiding a sandwich or fries or nuggets and you don't want your managers to see, you find that secret hiding place, you cover it up with some napkins or some condiments and they'll never know. Um, but it also isn't very sanitary if you're handling someone else's food and you're shoving your face on the side with, with nuggets or uh, fries. I don't condone that. I'm just saying that's what happens and I admit to doing that. But in drive-through, it was like a whole nother experience, especially if it was busy enough and you had enough people on your staff that you can just sit back and take the orders. And that is all you would have to do. Maybe fill up drinks, but you know we had an automated system so we didn't have to worry about that. And you may, at this point, know which fast food establishment I'm talking about because not many have an automated fill-up system. Why there are still manual ones, I have no idea. But you could just sit back and relax in that position. But if you were at the window, you had to do a lot more. You had to make sure the orders were correct. You had to make sure it was warm because the drive through people tended to have more complaints regarding cold or warm food. They would be much more impatient because they're in their car, they're on their way to some important engagement. That was what you had to do. You handle their food, you get the money, and yes, at times... A dollar bill would fly away into the wind, or change would almost always collect below the window. One of us would have to go out at some point and collect it all, and we just put it in the in our in our register, because it's inevitable for registers to be short a little bit of change or a couple dollars, especially if it's new. So being in drive-through was like being the MVP of the shift. After I was doing that, any fast food employee is going to have to mop, they're going to have to sweep, they're going to have to wipe tables down, take trash out, put in new liners, wash the dishes. I loved washing dishes because I didn't have to deal with anybody. I didn't care how much stuff was in there. I just loved washing dishes when I could. But uh, after drive through and this had been uh, probably a couple of years, because I worked at this place for over four years, and so about half that time I was doing the frontline register checkout and drive through but 
I was able to go into the part where I didn't have to interact with any customer. It was an introvert's dream. And that is working back line in the grills and fryers, just making the food. And that was a completely different ball game because there's a lot of different items on the menu and you're going to have to understand how to prepare all of them, setting the temperatures, knowing the times it takes for each of them to be done and you know, recognizing when something is undercooked or overcooked, knowing what to put in the fryers, making sure you make some extra, especially if there's a rush, knowing when patties or chicken or what have you is, you know, it's it's been in there too long. There was there's actually a time limit for how long beef and chicken can be exposed, if you will. Uh, before it's actually bad. I forget what the time limits are, but we put the, the, the patties on trays and slip them into these heaters, but you can only heat it for so long. I want to say it was 20 minutes, and of course we didn't always obey that, especially if it was busy, or maybe we were happened to be short on inventory. We had to stretch it out a little longer, and occasionally you had a customer who could taste the difference, which is fine. At the same time, there was also... Just so much to understand about making the food. And I came to make my own sandwiches. And I had a signature name attached to them. But if I were to tell you, it would give away the name of this establishment uh, pretty clearly. But it was actually a store, this particular establishment, a side note. Three of my siblings and I worked at. We worked there different times, obviously. I'm the youngest, so... I worked there long after they had quit. Some of the employees, when I started, you know, remembered my siblings, and I would say in my head, how long have you been here for? I was one of those people that said, I'm not going to be here very long, maybe a year at most. Well, I was there over four years, and I had progressed from, you know, crew trainer and frontline drive through making the food in the back, and there was one roll left that I did not aspire to and I did not want. But one day in drive through our general manager walks in and says, we're going to put you through management training next week. And then they walked away. And I said, uh... I was completely floored. I'm like, okay, this is the penultimate fear of an introvert is having to manage a group of uh, individuals and having to manage the store, having to manage customer satisfaction, handling the money and the safe, and you know, making sure your, your inventory is, is updated and handling deliveries. Like it was just this overwhelming feeling. I could not, it was so incredibly just overwhelming for me. I wanted to quit then and there, but I didn't. And in the, my final year, I was a shift manager. Now, being a shift manager at first was a daunting task. It was very overwhelming, as I, I've said that multiple times, because it, it was, it is. Management putting their faith and trust in you that you're not going to allow the store to burn down. You're not going to give this company a bad uh, reputation. You're going to make sure that the staff is doing their jobs. And if you're low on staff, you're going to be calling people to help you come in because it's a rush. Or if you're low staff and no one can come in, it's up to you to make sure to uh, keep this well-oiled engine continuing to hum. And that happened plenty of times. There was one instance where 
it was me in front counter and I had someone in drive through and a new employee on the grill, working the grill. And I believe it was a Friday night. I was about to scream because of how incredibly stressful it was. But there are always tender mercies and a big one happened that night because in the faces of the customers, especially in a rush, there's always someone who gives you attitude or someone who's just impatient or not satisfied or you get the order wrong in some way. All of them had this sympathetic look on their faces because drive through kept having a lot of issues. I was running over to it. I was trying to handle the front line. The person in the back was overwhelmed because they were new. It was their second day, and so I was helping them understand at the same time. And, you know, fries had to be made, and I was trying to get the ice cream. Like, it, it was it was one of those moments that any manager of any company can understand. There are moments of time where it's it's mainly all on you to get the job done, to satisfy the customers, and to keep the name of the business, you know, in a positive light. And that was just one example, but I had many nights like that. But I do not miss the shifts. Um, When I had to open, it was 4.30 a.m. until 3 or 3.30 p.m. I do not miss those shifts. Closing, I kind of do because, you know, we'd we'd have a lot of fun closing. And those shifts would be, you know, 2 p.m. to like 1 a.m. One of the guys would hook up his... Uh, CD player to, yes, CDs, so it's a while ago, CD player up to the uh, stereo system and just blast the music. And I didn't care what they put on. You know, I'm just like, as long as it makes them happy and it keeps them productive, so so be it. So yeah, I was able to go from frontline person to crew trainer to the magnificent drive-through experience, working the grill and becoming a shift manager. So about over four years, I worked there. Just like my paper route, as I said in my previous episode, I learned some life lessons. And in this one, I wouldn't say I had life lessons. I certainly increased in my understanding of customer satisfaction and understanding what the customer needs and recognizing that it's a business and I was responsible to run that business, make sure every aspect of it was working perfectly or as perfectly as I was able to make it work. Now I'll pause here and I want to say I hope anyone that's listening that may be in that similar situation of having that burden of responsibility. It doesn't matter which industry you're in, which company, what your role is, what the expectations are. They are all different. They are all stressful in some way. They're demanding and there's high expectations on you, especially if you're doubting yourself and your abilities to complete the task at hand. I certainly was incredibly doubtful of myself while I worked at this fast food establishment, but it clearly showed that I was growing, that I was willing to change, I was willing to stretch with each rank advancement. And every customer encounter where someone was dissatisfied for whatever reason. I was able to handle that professionally, respectfully, and bite my lip, thinking the customer's always right. With all due respect, they're not always right. But when you're in that position, you have to say that to yourself over and over again, or else you're going to explode. Now, I do have to relate, there was one occurrence where someone got their order wrong about four times, and it was making them late for as they would scream at me about it later, 
they were late to an engagement for their kids. And they had like four or five young kids in their car. And I don't know how or why drive through and the back line and the grill, why they were getting this order wrong. It didn't make any sense. But this person was justifiably pissed off and they wanted to speak to the manager. And I went outside because they had parked and the woman came out and I was just getting prepared. Okay, she's going to take it all on me. I get it. She's upset. Too many times this order has been wrong. And so she yells at me, but she starts by saying, I am not mad at you. I am upset with the people who took my order. And I understood what she was saying. And that was, there were moments like that, but this was probably the penultimate, the worst, because she had gotten, they had gotten wrong so many times and she was justifiably aggravated. So I went in and I made it all myself and I wrote it. I, well, I made sure to write it down first and she confirmed what I wrote down. I went in, made all of the food for her to her specifications and I gave her a full refund with, I think I gave her some extra stuff. And she was very appreciative, but it was one of those moments where I had to berate the staff. Now, I wasn't always cool, calm, and collected with the staff. Generally, I was, but there were times where you had to call them out for their crap. And you had to call them out for messing up someone's order where it should not have been messed up. It should not have been incorrect. They knew better. They were just being incredibly lazy and belligerent and didn't want to be helpful to the customer. Yes, those moments happen. And at one point I had to actually fire someone. That was an experience. I wanted to learn how to put myself in someone else's shoes, try to show that empathy, understanding this woman clearly had a very rough day, a long day. She had screaming kids in the back and they're late to an event. I didn't want to have this be the worst part of her day. I wanted it to at least be a it was difficult, but it was a situation that was remedied through patience, through respect. And if I were to have the biggest takeaway from working at this major fast food establishment, it would be having empathy and understanding, I don't know what these people have gone through this day. I'm just here to do my job to serve them. And just like my previous podcast episode with what I learned as a paper boy, these kinds of life lessons and this fast food establishment would carry over into my next, uh, the next phase of my life. But working at this place was, well, it was convenient because it was close to home, but it was also an experience of learning about myself, learning about what I was capable of, how much I was able to influence people, even through just the simple act of taking their order, giving them their food, what have you. I was able to recognize that appreciation for customer service. Now, it didn't change my introvertedness, not by a long shot. Anytime I was finished, I was socially exhausted, and that's a real thing. I just hope anyone who may be in a job or maybe is working fast food, especially a young kid, it isn't the end of the world. It's a job, but in any employment, there's room for improvement, there's room for growth, there's room to be better. Now, this has been the longest podcast episode. Well, this is my fourth, but this has been the longest. And I've probably rambled on for half of it, talking about the good old days. But I just wanted to 
share this was a job not i wasn't breaking rocks but it was demanding for myself of opening up getting out of my shell and it really did help as i said in the next phase of my life with that being said i want to thank you for listening and those that have listened this far i greatly appreciate you and your support i am grateful for those that have decided to follow my podcast and my journey in the wide wide world of podcasting and If you'd like to share my podcast with others, please do so. You'll find me on Spotify, Samsung Music, Amazon Music. If you don't want to set up a profile, you can go on Podcast Index. I'll try to get it on other platforms. I'm having some issues with iTunes, but for the time being, you can find me wherever you're listening right now. And I'll be putting out another episode uh, tomorrow or Friday about the next phase after my fast food excursion and that was in the wide wide world of proselyting so with that being said thank you and take care